Hi, it's Cammy Chris Kamara, and you are listening to the Trinity Heritage Podcast with Jamie and Lee Robinson. They are unbelievable. Good afternoon, good morning, and good evening from wherever you are listening from. Welcome to episode two of the Wakefield Trinity Heritage Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jamie Robinson. I'm once again joined by my dad, Lee Robinson, and Rugby League royalty, Gareth Ellis. We've brought a little bonus podcast for you today on this Thursday evening. Um, and Gaz, we've asked you to do your best 1-13 to of the best Wakefield players you've ever played with, mate. So after you, roll them out. I really enjoy doing this, you know, because, you know, like I say, it's been, it's been a long time since I played at Wakefield. <laughs> it's been a few years and I've come across a lot of players, so I really, really enjoy doing it. Um, but it wasn't as easy and straightforward as I, as I thought. Um, but I'll do you want me just to re, just do you want me just to reel it off. Yeah, yeah. If, if you just you know tell us a position, bit brief, brief summary of the right. play. And have you included yourself? No, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know that cocky. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, I'll start. My number one, and there was a, there was a couple of um, there's a few contenders for this. Um, so I sort of came through with Martin Holland. He was sort of him, but he was he was he was injured. Or was Martin when it went when I sort of um, sort of uh, started to come through? So I didn't actually get to play that many games with him. So my number one was uh, Callum Halpenny. Callum Halpenny. What a player! He was a, yeah, really, really you know, one of those really unassuming fullbacks, but absolutely really good player and one you could rely on. Um, first winger, Semi Tajalala. He was uh, yeah, probably. You know, he was such a good bloke when he came over. He was just a, a real character. Um, and, uh, yeah, he was a really good players player. We talk about, you know, how close uh, Wakefield were at that time. He was, you know, at, at the brunt of a lot of the jokes, but also, you know, he was uh, happy to take it on and be, be, that, be, that, be that guy. Um, the two centres, Jason Dimitri and Sid Domic, <laughs> But they, you know, picked pick themselves then. Not bad, uh, guys. Pardon? Not bad players then, mate. Uh, they were good players then. And then up the other wing uh, was Sally Savatabua. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, there's a couple of years there where he was outstanding for us um, uh, on the wing. Um, six, Ben Jeffries. Yeah. Really good player. Outstanding. Yeah. Uh, seven, um, I was torn here between Jamie Rooney and Brad Davis. Um, but I went with Brad Davis because uh, he took me under his wing a bit. With Brad Davis, he, um, he, you know, he, he, he was he sort of like really taught me a few lessons about you know being a professional, um, you know, eating right and all that sort of stuff. So I went with uh, Viva Brad, and then um, front rows, Michael Corkidis, top player, top player, yeah, just. Um, you know, he's one of those players was was Cork. You know, and he, there's a lot of players even even about now that you know that they've got some frailties in the game. Like defensively, he wasn't the best, but because he was so good at, at running the ball and making meters, you know, make, I think in that old game that we spoke about earlier, he you know made break break from the from the kickoff. Just a really asset to asset to your team. He didn't mind. You normally had a couple of other players that. Had, Sort of mop up around him, you know, just to make sure that we were, you know, all right in the middle. But it was worth the, uh, worthy, 
uh, front rower for me. Uh, the other front rower for me, one of my best mates and still one of my best mates and doing really well in Australia at the minute with his gyms is Chris Feather. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Hooker, David March. Yeah, yeah. I love, love playing with March. Love playing with Dave March. Uh, you know, both, both of them were real feisty. Um, uh, but David um, really looked after me. Um, you know, when I speak about my dad, you know, having to ferry me backwards and forwards to train and take me to Wakefield before he went off to work and that. I used to stay with March. He put me up. I was almost nearly living at his house. So he was... Um, He's a really good friend of mine, is Marchie. Um, in the back row, um, the first one, and he, and he, and he, would get in, or he would get in my top 13, without doubt, probably throughout my career, David Solomona. Unbelievable. Absolutely one of the most skillful, you know, back rowers I've ever, ever played with. You know, he almost, he's very much on the Ali Lawatiti sort of, sort of level them to imagine them two in the same team um, just a magician as well Gaz wasn't he just with the ball and just did stuff you'd look in the stands and you'd think he'd still have the ball and we'd be up the other end of the field scoring a try just an exceptional player well, unbelievable I think there's, there's certain players that just seem to have a, a spatial awareness that they play the game a little bit at a little slower tempo than everybody else um, you know I always say when I carried the ball I felt like there was about all 13 players tackling me whereas you know like you Solomon is um, you know, just just seem to have that little bit of extra time that, and there's, there's just a little bit of end of everybody else. Really, really good player. The other back rower, um, you know, really workman like um, Troy Slattery. Like I said, a really big influence on my career, um, but really, really good, really good player. And then number thirteen, uh, another one that I've stayed really close to, you know, throughout um, throughout my career. Speak to him a lot. Um, got loads of time for him um, and the current leader of Wakefield Trinity, Willie Poaching. Excellent. Um, Wonderful. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah he's, um, he's a good good man, he's Willie, and I, I really wish him all the best. He's waited a long time for this opportunity and I hope he does really, really well. Who's, who's your coach? My coach? Oh, tough one. I think the person that probably had the biggest influence on me would be John Arbin. Um you know, it's it's hard on that because Andy Kelly gave me opportunity. I'm I'm really grateful for that. When I've been sort of had a really big influence on me, and um, uh, Shane McNally also, like I said, was the one that sort of gave me the kick up the backside and sort of made me uh, come out my shell a little bit. So I, it's an hard one that, but uh, you learn a lot from your coaches, you know. And I think you know it's about taking all the good bits from them, and them two had them three had some really good good traits about them. Wonderful. How are that lot then? Who was I've heard you say before that when you played at Leeds, Jamie Peacock, Kevin Sinfield made you a better player. Yeah. Any of those or any other Wakefield players that made you a better player at Trinity? Um well they're not on here. And I and I know we, we I spoke about it with at the uh, the reunion dinner. Um and the reason why they're not on here because I didn't play that many games with them. But um there was there was two players in particular, you know, that 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 sort of really guided me through those first few years. It was um, Andy Fisher uh, and Gary Price, you know, two players that had come through the old school, you know, of rugby league and were just bridging over that gap of you know full time professional rugby. Um, and some of their advice that they gave me throughout those those first couple of years was just really really invaluable. Um, and, and stuff that I, I, I now pass on, 
you know, the stuff that they say to me, you know, and, um, for example, I always remember like, we, you know, spoke about that sort of that rise for myself, you know, went from being, you know, an amateur rugby player to, to almost, you know, an international. But there was a period in there where I got a little bit frustrated, where I didn't think that I was progressing as fast as what I, what I, what I was. And I remember Gary just really nice and calm, just came up to me and said, look, no one can keep on that upward trajectory for that long. You know, there's always going to be some level where you, you plateau a little bit. The key thing is that when you do plateau, it's how hard you're working that. That's, that's what will make you, you, you. So some players won't and they'll go down. Then players that keep working when things are not quite going as well as what they want them to do and everything's not falling into place, it's them players that kick on again. And they're the messages that I pass on to some of the players now that get frustrated with the form or whatever. Now's the time to step, find a way to work a little bit harder because that's how you'll kick on. Um, and they were absolutely brilliant for me. Brilliant. No, top guys fishing pricey and good blokes. Last question. Um, who's the best player you've played alongside at Trinity? Who's the sort of most talented? Um, I'd say, that, yeah, David Solomona. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, we just it was just talk about 2004. He was he was the difference for us in 2004. He was just he was just untouchable at times, and I can imagine the teams game planning for him, saying we're going to do this or we're going to try and stop him doing this. And they couldn't do it. You know what I mean? He was and him and him and Sid Domic had an unbelievable connection on that edge, that left yeah. that left edge, That's left side, wasn't it? That left edge. Um, I think Semi was on the wing as well. Yeah, they a ton of tries down that left edge, and a lot of it was around around him. You talk about you know me playing a bit at six. What allowed me to do that was the fact that you know uh, David Solomona was ball playing on that on the left edge as well. You know what I mean? So he, he, he was just a talent, an absolute real talent, and and, and a real again. What Wakefield are good at is bringing players in that are, you know not nec- not always seen as the glamour you sort of players. David Solomon was, by the way, but they have an ability to 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 still be part of that bond. And David Solomon was, you know, he was he was a you know a laugh and a joker, someone you'd never get in an argument with because you'd never win. Um, <laughs> just just a real good guy to have around and and, and a really asset to the to add to the asset to the team on and off it. Who's captain of that thirteen, guys? Captain of that team. Um. Oh, Jason Dimitri. Yeah. What what yeah. leadership skills did JD have? Um, re- really opinionated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. No, but but with with rationale, you know, with with a with a with a reason. Do you know what I mean? And um, he wasn't frightened in saying. You know, whereas I I wasn't that captain, particularly at that time, that would call people out. He would call people out, and because they deserved calling out. Do you know what I mean? He. Not in a bad way, but you know, what I mean, just make sure that the standards that we had as a group, um, he was that type of player that would would up, uphold them. Um, and like I, like I said to to you before, it just doesn't surprise me that you know the success he's had as a coach. You know what I mean? And he's done it the right way. He's done it the hard way. Gone through all the systems. You know, he came over here as an unknown. No new days just to meet you. I think he didn't play for Charlie Links or Lancashire Links. Lancashire, Lancashire Links, yeah. First came over, just slowly worked his way through, got his opportunities. Um, and he's done exactly the same with his coaching career. Um, and I just, I really hope he does it as a cracking year this year. He can finish. In fact, it could be a West Tigers and South runners up, and he could get the runners up medal, and West Tigers can win it. <laughs> Jamie <laughs> grew up a Balmain fan as well, so he'd be all right with that. I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gaz, superb mate. I know we spoke about it on the previous podcast, but 
thank you so much for coming on. Obviously, it helps us get get this podcast off the ground as well. But I know we were just saying off the podcast that you love talking about your career and you're so fond of your time at Wakefield. And thank you so much for coming on. No, thank you. It's been, I say it's been a real pleasure. It's, it's nice to chat to you. And like I said, it's, I love what you're doing with all the, you know, the heritage stuff at Wakefield as well. And I had a really good time at the reunion the other night. And I look forward to the next one too. Sweet. Thank you. Thank you very much, Gareth Ellis. And thank you to Dad as well for, for coming on episode two of the Wakefield Trinity Heritage podcast. Follow us on Facebook under Wakefield Trinity Heritage and Twitter at WT Heritage Pod for further information and real-time updates on the podcast. Um, episode three comes on Monday. We've actually got the head coach himself, guys. We've got Willie Poaching coming on. So we were, we'll have a few questions for that, for that big man, uh, hopefully ahead of a big season coming up. But thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Dad. Thank you, Gareth Ellis, for coming on. And we'll catch you all down the road. Hi, it's Cammy Tris Kamara. You have been listening to the Trinity Heritage Podcast with Jamie and Lee Robinson. It's unbelievable.